Our scripture today was changed from Matthew to Isaiah 64, 8. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Are you free? Have you freed from your prison? The outer person and your spirit. The inner person is released to the world. We had been joining together to find out the answer for this fundamental question. Did you find yet? Because today I'm going to wrap up this sermon series. We spent over two months because it is so crucial. Breaking of our person and releasing the inner person is so crucial to live and serve the Lord. We all did. We all did the prison break with Jesus Christ. To live this eternal life and serve the Lord and serve the people to change them, to change the world. But the reality is, we're not so sure sometimes if we're really living this life in freedom. Because we feel like sometimes still imprisoned or going in and out of prison. So how do we know if we are free? Watchman Nee said, once a man is broken by the Holy Spirit, he will manifest a pliableness that comes from a fear of God. Because salvation is, prison break is basically return to Adam. Return to the dirt. But God breathed into the dirt. So we became life. We return to the condition before the sin which he was and now is pliable clay, like clay. So God, our potter, can shape us, build us, and use us according to his will, not our will. So life without pliableness is death because it is hard, because it is, we are stubborn. Are we pliable or hard? So what is it like being pliable? 
First, pliableness is easy to be dealt with. Let's think about Are you, am I, easy to speak to others? Or are others easy to speak to you, speak to me? And are you, are we easy to confess to God and repent, turn around from what we've been doing, the path we've been walked? Are we easy to do that, turning around? Turn away from what God despises? Are you easy to admit your mistake? And quickly say, I'm sorry. Pliableness means being sensitive to the spirit because our spirit is out, released. So we are sensitive to the spirit. And so being responsive to ourselves and to our God and to other people. Because other people's spirit also sensing our spirit as well. Because we are now dead to our old self. No more self-love. Being Christian, no more self-love. Because God's love for us enough and we are one with God. We don't have to love ourselves. We don't have to stick to where we were. What we've been defending, we don't have to. Because we are one with God. And church is earthly model for that. Defended by God. But if we still love ourselves, we have to go back to our prison. The fortress, the prison we built, our bitterness with our bad memories, our calamities, our tragedy, what we've been through. So, some Christians are still in and out of prison selectively. On the Sunday morning, we're out. We're in freedom. But weekdays, we go back to our prison. And we are surrounded by other people. Especially when, we're, when we are in the Bible study, we are in freedom with Christ. But we are surrounded by nobody, just crowd. We don't care. We go back to our prison to defend ourselves. And when we are in difficult times, we go back to our prison. Not to be hurt. 
And somehow, the power of a sin is still alive and still eligible. So we are complacent, being in prison, being broken, being in pain. We are still complacent. We are satisfied with that somehow because the nature of a sin, self-destruction. So people say they are in freedom in Christ, but they are not. I mean, no one is perfect. No one can be perfect in this prison. But we must pursue Christ by knowing God. Yes, we are confined in this body, but actually we are in freedom. We don't have to confine in this body. So second, the pliable person is easy to receive edification from other people. Christian must be able to accept others' help or advice. Christian learn from others. We should. It is, in fact, it is not we learning from other people, but we learn from God. We learn from the Spirit of God being released from other people. That's why we are in the church. When you are out there, some out there, other choice or Martins or DMV, you only sensing the outer person of those people. You may feel the broken. People there, and then you feel the sensing their spirit there too. But church, we, because we are supposed to be all broken and released, our spirit released people here. So we learn from each other in church, in the fellowship of a church, from the spirit of God. There's no distinction between my spirit and God's spirit. The Spirit is the breath of God breathed, God breathed into us. By the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, that Spirit was in a person, was revived, alive again, resurrected again. So it's not two different spirits. It's the same Spirit. That's how God built the kingdom of God. As we learn from each other, we can't trust people, but we trust God so we can learn from them. But the worst Christian, the worst people are who has nothing but things to teach other people. Right? They always try to teach you, but they never learn from you. If church, if our church is full of those people, 
we will not grow. We will not change. We will not be changed. We will not be matured. We will not have the faith. We will not have the courage to do the mission of Christ. If we have nothing but things to teach other people, teach it one another. We have to learn from others. It is so dangerous sign of church when, when we try to Christian equate themselves with God without being pliable, not learning from each other. Third, pliableness is a fellowship. So pliableness is a fellowship in the spirit. Watchman Nee said, fellowship is not a communication of the mind with the mind or exchange of opinions. It is a contact of spirit with spirit. Fellowship. In Greek, it's koinonia. means serving, ministering, koinonia. So fellowship of, in the spirit is we serving and minister to people in the spirit of God. So by this fellowship in the spirit, we read the scripture to minister to ourselves, to discipline ourselves. And we're teaching other people to discipline people, transform people. So Bible study without application means nothing. You'd rather go to like Lancaster Bible College learn Bible. If you're not going to, I mean, people go to, I'm not, take that back. Yeah, people go to Bible College to learn. I, what I'm saying is, unless you have no desire to transform yourself, the learning Bible is pointless. It's actually poison because they judging other people with their fingers. Same thing. By the fellowship in the Spirit, we pray in one accord, which means it is uniting with God. So we knowing the will of God. So we pray for that. That's how we pray. It's not, God, I need this. I need that. I need that. It's not the prayer. Knowing God's will and we pray for that and we trust God. God's will be done. The war in Israel, in Ukraine, our economy, all the violence, shootings in our country, it's on God's plan. The way God chooses. We may not see the resolution according to our will. Same thing by the fellowship in the spirit. We worship to be transformed by encountering God in this, in this hour of worship. For the daily life, six days a week, not just attending one day, this Sunday, by sitting in the pew. 
by the fellowship in the Spirit, we serve to do the will of God, being the hands and feet of God. So people confess, wow, because Ron, I became Christian. Because Denise, because of your life, I became Christian. All these things happen when our prison is broken and we can separate the outer person and inner person. So when we have this condition of a purity of a spirit being released, then all this happens. That's the fellowship in the spirit. Remember the man rich young man came to Jesus but he turned away from Jesus went away from Jesus because he had a great wealth but remember the woman broke the alabaster jar to release the pure nard was expensive but maybe that's all she had but when she broke all she had, the pure nod being released and filled the room with the fragrance. Unless we break ourselves, unless we separate ourselves from the other person, there's no fragrance filling your room or your office, your wherever you go. We are the one, the, the fragrance Beautiful fragrance of the people wherever we go. Even wow or wherever you go. You must be the fragrance for the people. Pliableness is so pliableness is no imitation, but creation. Unbroken people try to imitate. Unbroken Christian try to imitate meekness, kindness, holiness, even their faith. They try to imitate faith, even salvation. But pliable people are just genuine because they're living with the new creation. You know, Jesus didn't die to fix us as you try, maybe you try to fix your junk car, used car. We're not bought from the junkyard or used car dealership, but we were bought by Jesus Christ from the new car dealership. Amen? And it was expensive. But people trying to looking for their car in the used car or even junkyard because they somehow they complacent with that. So some church selling try to sell used car, the old self, self-loving to people. It's wrong. We should have a genuine, brand new ourself. We should offer. 
But unless you drive a brand new car, they're not going to drive a brand new car. Right? You got to be driven by this brand new, newness, newness of yourself. Otherwise, people, oh, well, I'm not going I'm, I'm to pay for that money, you know, uh, to, you know, you driving used car. Why, why should I? We got to show them how amazing living in this new life. Again, man-made love, grace, kindness are useless. Man-made salvation has no joy, no power. Only Jesus built and the Holy Spirit certified people are the real one, brand new life we want to live. Yes, the world See me, see you as a junk car, used car, old car, broken car, not really running car. But you know what? We are terribly broken still. We're weak, but we are wonderfully restored and amazingly loved by God. And we are new car. Amen. It is no longer you and I live. It is not DJ speaking. It's not you serving at the community meal or city gates. It's Christ in you. You are not the grandmother. You are not the grandfather to your family. It's the Christ. It is the newness. The new person in you. Are the grandmother, grandfather, uncle, husband, wife, to the people around you. Unless we have this newness in us, then we are not in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Sisters and brothers in Christ, we are the clay. And our Father, our Lord, is the potter. And He made you. Maybe for little little plate or little jar. For where you are. To your family to your street, to this community. That's who we are. But no one is greater than others. Whether you are a big vessel or a small vessel, used for the, you know, uh, worship or used for, you know, trash, doesn't matter. You contain Christ Spirit of God in you. That matters. So we must be pliable. Let's just keep reminding ourselves we are pliable. So we believe the truth, the love of God. So 
Let us continue to pursue this process, being shaped, being changed, and used by our God, the potter. You know, the God is our Father. The Father, we Father, we, because it's not God is a man or male. We call Father because a father is a, has a full responsibility for his children. That's why we call father, God as a father. And we call him the Lord. Because the Lord, our God, has the sovereignty, absolute sovereignty over us. Even over the war in Israel. Even over the shooting and all the violence out there. Hatred people out there. God has sovereignty over it, so we call him the Lord. And he is our potter. And he making us, shaping us, and using us for his purpose. So... Let's take a moment of reflection on the message today. And what is the message through this sermon series and today's message? So let us commit ourselves to live in the freedom. Oh Lord, you are still our, God, our Father who loves us without limit and responds to us with grace always. Let us be pliable, not being stubborn. Let us hear your voice and feel your presence and have the fellowship with you, Lord, always. Lord, we are in despair with this broken world. We are in fear for the violence of the society. And we are angry with the power of the evil. So, Lord, deliver us 
from our despair and fear and anger to live in the freedom. So we praise you as we serve you and proclaim you without fear so the people around us and the world will know you are our true sovereign God. Amen. Amen. And this time, let us sing the communion hymn. Let us break bread together. 6118. Of your heart, we lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good 
and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, God of Abraham and Sarah, God of Miriam and Moses, God of Joshua and Deborah, God of Ruth and David, God of the priests and the the prophets, God of Mary and Joseph, God of the apostles and the martyrs, God of our mothers and our fathers, and God of our children to all generations. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread and gave thanks to you, and broke the bread, and gave to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you, and do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, and gave to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my, body, this is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Renew our communion with all your saints, especially those whom we name before, before you today, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Strengthen us to run with the perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. So as we celebrate as a pure communion, the ushers will bring the elements to you. And when you receive the elements each time, you just hold on to your elements, the wafer and the cup, until everyone receives. When I call, we receive together. Let's celebrate together.
the body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. If anyone desire to have a gluten-free wafer, just raise your hand. not flesh of Jesus Christ it will not turn into real flesh of Jesus Christ but like Jesus said it's a remembrance as we taking this little vapor it reminds us who we are whose we are and what Christ has done for us I see this bread as a chunk of bread Unless we share this chunk of bread with the people hungry, in despair, hopeless, we are not in Christ. So let us break our outer person as we take this bread. Take and eat.
sisters and brothers in Christ, we see the world is so broken, filthy, evil, and violent, overwhelms us. But we know the blood of Jesus Christ washed all the sins, all the brokenness of the world until the end of the earth. All we need to do, we forgive. We should forgive people. As we remember, this cup is a means of forgiveness. Let's take and drink. And now let us stand and let us sing this wonderful hymn, The Victory in Jesus. If you like to dance, you can dance. We're not Pentecostal, but this song we are allowed you dance.
this powerful words from Apostle Paul. He said this, who we are. From now on, therefore we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has been passed away. See, everything has become new. Amen.